This is Ebola Situation Report, a radio production air on Radio Banga to provide updates about the Ebola situation in central Liberia. On the program today, I have part two of my recent visit to the Bon Ebola Treatment Unit in Swakoko District. I am Jefferson Massa with Ebola Situation Report. Welcome back. Recently, we aired updates from the Bong Ebola Treatment Unit since the International Medical Corp IMC, a U.S.-based medical charity, took over the management of the facility. In the second part of my visit at the ETU is a guided tour interview conducted with Somavik Chimalapata, Program Coordinator of the International Medical Corp, the IMC. The interview started with an interaction with Gamesaros, a Liberian health worker assigned at the ETU. Game was providing counseling for some of the patients that were to be discharged from the facility during our visit, but provided a few minutes to talk about her work. Unlike the one who had it and he, he got killed, who cannot contract it anymore but for them, they can come down anytime with the virus. Besides that, they've been exposed here on the world because they got other people here that exhibit symptoms and they were there too. So we want to observe them for 21 days. We give them this information that they have to stay, you know, like a, in a self-quarantine for like 21 days. So I would do calls, monitor them too, until the 21 days period over. So beyond, will you be visiting in the communities or you just talk to them and... No, we're not going to them in the community, but we have social workers who okay. got contact persons, who got the numbers of the family members, so we do follow up calls on them. And how are they responding as you engage with them? Well, you can see, you can see from their facial expression, they all responding, they asking questions. Uh, like the the other guy wanted to know if you cure from Ebola, you discharge, if whether you can contract the virus again, if whether you can give it to some somebody else, and that I explained to him, if you got key of Ebola, you cannot contract the virus anymore, but uh, we gave them like three months that they should not have sex because they could infect another person, which should be very bad. And if they think they should have sex, we gave them condoms that they can use. So you're giving them all the alternatives? All of the options that we have. Personally, how do you feel working here? Well, I'm very, very, I think I'm fulfilled one way or the other because Ebola is not a one-man thing. It's not only about the patient's is about us because for me i strongly believe that if we don't put our feet down strong to fight ebola ebola is able to take everybody's lives away and we must fight we must be grateful to our partners that have come to help us of course because without their technical know-how without the knowledge they've come to give us to be able to join together to fight this ebola virus i don't think Liberia will have gone anywhere with it so i'm grateful i, I think i'm fulfilled working here more especially after i've been here for like one month with like 13 to 15 discharges, I'm happy. You think you are a contributor to the fight? <laughs> well, yes, I think I am contributing, but I think the patients themselves are doing well because they're coming. They are coming. Thank you, Yanimegi. 
My name is Carmen Saras. Thank you for talking to us and continue your work. Thank you. So where are we here? So where, this where? is actually a staff room. So okay. what it is is, um, and uh, you cannot take pictures in here. Okay. 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 You can't take pictures. No, no picture, you can please. come in. Yes. No, no, no picture. Okay. Because we have patient names. Because oh. this is the easiest way to track everybody. Because people move in and out from suspect to confirmed. Okay. So we have the patient names listed and their current status. Okay. So that that way, because you can't take paper in with you. Okay. Because you can't see the paper clearly through the goggles the whole time. So what we do is we track it on whiteboards. Okay. We make a plan for what we're going to do. Every individual that's going in knows exactly what their job is when they go. And then they go in. And then when they come out, they mark what they did. Okay. And then each time we have a shift, this changes. Okay. But So that's why we don't allow photos, because okay. we really value patient privacy. Okay. And unless a patient is willing to put their story out there... We definitely do not want to name them okay. uh, or have their names shown. So this section is merely for those directly interacting with the patients. Exactly. But it's for the medical staff that are interacting with the patients. Okay. We also have um, cleaners and um, waste handlers that interact with patients, not because they're providing care necessarily, but because they're managing in that space. They're cleaning up, they're taking out trash bags, they're putting in new ones. So they interact with patients as well. They talk to them. Um, our laundry area is very close to the sitting area for the confirmed ward. So you'll often see people talking back and forth across the fence. So where do we go next? Now, um, so what you need to see real fast is that there's a pharmacy here. Okay. So you see they prepare all the medications. Okay. Over here we have the clothes that we um, are going to give to patients. Okay. Um, we make sure that everything is clean. If it's not is clean... This given during discharge? Yes, it's given during discharge. We also give it to them while they're inpatient okay. because they don't have anything to wear then either because okay. we've taken their other clothes to minimize infection. Okay. Um, so we, we kind of identify if it's men's, women's, children, so that that way we can give them something nice when they leave. Okay. Um, we think we've done a lot for the Bunga market. <laughs> and they are all locally purchased. As much as possible, yes. But okay. the Bunga Market can only provide so much. Okay. So some of the stuff we have to buy from Monrovia. Okay. But we do our best to buy locally because, number one, it's easier. Mm -hmm. And number two, we prefer to support this local environment. That's why so many of our staff are actually Bong residents. Okay. You know, they're former students from Cuttington University, former staff members at Phoebe Hospital. Inside there, mm -hmm. we have um, a blocked... Uh, it's a wire mesh in between mm -hmm. so that the person who... It thinks that they might have Ebola is on one side, mm -hmm. you're on the other side, so that staff are you fully protected. Come in direct exactly, no direct contact. Um, and so we interview them, we discuss their contact history, we discuss their symptoms. If we don't believe they meet the case definition, then we actually do immediately discharge them. That's why we like to actually know ahead of time. And that's why I'm trying to communicate so clearly what the case definition is, okay. because it's important to know. Um, if they do meet the case definition, then we move them into the suspect ward. Okay. Our suspect ward has separate rooms. This is something different than other ETUs in Liberia. Mm. One of the reasons that we think it's beneficial is because if you're not sharing a room, then you're with yourself. And if you don't have Ebola, ultimately, you're at less risk of getting it from someone else if you're by yourself. Exactly. There is a shared latrine, but there are bleach buckets, and it is a squat latrine. So then that means that there's very little contact as well between you and anything that's happening there. So 
It's um, a very hard safety measure. We we <laughs> have put in place as many safety measures as possible because if you come here and you don't have Ebola, we want you to leave negative and we want you to stay negative, okay. which is why we try to take care here and which is why we provide you with counseling about how to avoid catching the disease after you've been discharged. Because if you're discharged negative, you're not safe. It just means you don't have it today. You still have to be very vigilant with your personal habits. Sorry, we're loud here. (laughs) This is where people... Hi, how are you? You're heading home? That's great news. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Congratulations. So this is our discharge area for the negatives. Okay. Okay, so that means they never had Ebola, but we were ju- they were just worried. Yeah. So they come out. They have to soak their money and any other items that they brought with them that they want to keep in a 0.5% solution. They cannot take things like belts or... Um, like leather bands, mm-hmm. anything that's a porous material where somehow, you know, the virus could be, like liquids could be in there or something. Mm-hmm. We don't like to let them keep those. We'll okay. let them keep things like metal jewelry. We're just trying to be safe. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to be as safe as possible. As possible. So over here is the undressing area. Okay. Okay, so for, when people come out. Oh, for the staff. For the staff. Okay. So they're sprayed because the one side is high risk, the other side is low risk. They're sprayed very aggressively to... Um, neutralize the virus that might be on their their um, coveralls based on the fact that they were in a contagious area. And each time they take off a layer, they're sprayed again. And you see, this is our waste, our wash and uh, laundry area. And you see how we can talk across. We're talking with staff. We talk with patients. Okay. Okay. We also um, over here. We have a new little area, which is um, for the psychosocial support. So while patients are inside the unit, um, our counselors do go inside in full personal protective equipment but they don't can't go inside all the time every single you know every single shift because okay. we don't have that many yeah. so they also provide supportive discussions from this protected side we're actually going to put a table on the other side that has like a little umbrella to provide protection for the patients okay so they'll be able to talk back and forth and discuss from issues. this booth yeah yeah from this booth so we try it's a difficult situation when you can't be close to people but we do the best we can to be as close as we can get Okay. Okay. Um, that's our visitor area. I think you might have seen that before. Yeah, yeah. So family members can come and talk to patients on the other side. Okay. So they walk through here and... The patients walk over there. Okay. The family members walk from around. Okay. And one of the reasons for that is a family member might also be contagious. So we okay. actually don't um, advise... We, we try not to have family members that we don't know their, where we don't know their status. We try not to have them come into the ETU area. So where next do we go? Let's go to the burial site, and then I can let you go on your merry way. And you can go interview Dr. Arzuakoy about what he thinks is happening. Try to be a little bit ahead so that that way, if we have a lot of deaths, we don't need to dig something very fast. As you can see, we have quite a few unused, and we really don't have very many deaths each day. We've been very blessed recently not to have so many deaths. Yet you continue to prepare. But we continue to prepare because you just don't know. And you know something? Um, On any given day, you could get a whole family who's very, very sick. Because this isn't a disease that impacts one person in a family. It usually impacts the whole family. You see what I mean? Now, this is a public site. Mm -hmm. So that means that if you take a picture of a grave marker, it's okay. Because this is open to the public. Oh, okay. 
we were told by some Liberian staff that the sunrise sunset is how yeah. that's a Liberian cultural way of talking yeah, about yeah, birth yeah, and so death. Okay. So we try to use that to try to, you know, we want things to fit the culture here. Yeah, fit the culture. You can't do everything the same way that you used to do it. You know, maybe cleaning the body doesn't happen the same way, all kinds of other things, but at least you can have small touches that show that we take the death seriously and that we respect the people that came through our ETU. Okay, so it means that uh, these people are hired by you to do the preparation? Just the grave digging. They are not the burial team. We have a burial team that dresses in full coveralls because they go inside the ETU to the morgue and carry the body out and then bring the body to the grave site. The whole while we spray with chlorine everywhere they walk. And we also spray the bag with chlorine. It's actually two body bags, one inside the other. Okay. So now, uh, all these graves we are seeing, have you been able to establish contacts with their family? Not all, but most. Okay. I can't name one where we couldn't, but it's challenging. You know, there um, there was one family that didn't find out for about two weeks after because communication within the community was difficult and you know there are challenges as you know with reintegration and with um, biases about uh, what being what having Ebola means Um, so so you have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen I know. We've actually, we're repositioning them to other jobs, too. It's just right now what they're doing is they're actually making sure all the graves are as deep as we need them. Okay. So that they're two meters deep. Okay. Yeah. So we already are in pl- planning on other things for them to do because we're hoping that we don't have to use too many of these. <laughs> because you have 17 and we do need 17 deaths. This is not going to be over fast. Yeah. And I don't. I do think we'll end up using all of them, okay. but hopefully in a long period of time. Okay. It's. I don't want to pretend that it. We have to be realistic. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. They work very hard. Well, this is how we close on this edition of Ebola Situation Report, a radio production aired on Radio Banga, to provide updates about the Ebola situation in central Liberia. Today you listen to part two of my recent visit to the Bong Ebola Treatment Unit in Suakoko District, Bong County. This is Jefferson Massa saying goodbye for now. Ebola, 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 Ebola,